Nothing But The Words, episode number 81. Book cover mistakes every author can avoid. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. How is your writing going? I hope your week and your writing are both going really, really well. Before we dive into today's episode about book cover mistakes, let's be clear that while these mistakes are more common in self-publishing, because many authors just don't know what to look for, they either try to go it on their own, or they hire a designer and don't really know how to communicate what they want with that designer, these same mistakes can also be found in traditional publishing. (laughs) Traditional publishers do have professional book cover designers on staff, of course, but things can go awry for them just like they can for anyone else. And keep in mind that even if you are publishing traditionally, you will want to bring some of your ideas and inspirations to the table. You don't want to just hand it over to your publisher unless, of course, that's what your agreement requires you to do. I hope it doesn't. So today's episode is for authors publishing traditionally and self-publishing. Now, in all honesty, I really didn't want to talk about this topic because it can get kind of depressing to see bad covers on books, especially when I know the author has poured their heart out on those pages. But talking about it is the best way to arm you against ending up with a terrible book cover. Plus, my husband called me out for chickening out on the topic. So here goes. Here are six book cover design mistakes you can and dare I say should avoid. Mistake number one, too many fonts. You don't need different fonts for your title, your subtitle, your name, the testimonial. Mixing fonts can look cool, but only when it's done with an eye for design. Done by an amateur, it usually ends up looking junky and, well, amateur. It looks self-published in the worst way. Avoid using multiple fonts on your book cover. Doesn't mean you can't use more than one but you don't want to get carried away with the number of fonts you use. Mistake number two, illegible fonts. Too small, too fancy, too much overlay or overlap. Even if you only use one or two fonts, your cover will not be successful if the fonts are illegible. If people can't read what's on your book cover at first glance, they will walk away or scroll away. If the font is too small or too fancy, you will lose potential readers. Make sure your font is legible on a full-size book, but also legible in a thumbnail, because many of us will be seeing your book cover in thumbnail size. Bad book cover mistake number three, a book cover that looks nothing like you or your business brand. If you show up to the world as bright and sunshiny, but your book cover is all black with beige fonts, people might feel a little confused, especially if you're a speaker or a coach and your brand is obvious and out there to the world. If you're elegant and sophisticated, a cover with a cartoon-like caricature of you will likely feel misaligned. Work with your book cover designer, and you should have one, to ensure your book looks and feels like you and your brand. A book should represent you in the world. It should feel like an extension of you. Bad book cover mistake number four, bad stock photos. Do I even need to say anything about this? We all know what bad stock photos look like. We see them on social media. We see them in marketing materials. We see them come into our inbox and marketing emails. I am sure there are some brilliant book covers that use stock photos. I'm sure they exist. 
But in most cases, especially when not done by a professional, it can make your book look homemade. And when that stock photo ends up becoming a popular one and people see it all over the place, your book really begins to look like something no one should bother investing in. You're actually better off not having any image at all and letting the typography do the talking than using a bad stock photo. And bad book cover design, mistake number five, too many elements. If your book cover has a picture of you, the author, a 10-word subtitle, a pattern background, the title in two different fonts and colors, your name in another font, a stripe across the top, and an image of the seal for a book award you won, you might have too many design elements going on. And yes, I'm actually looking at an actual book that has all those elements on it right now. In book cover design, less is often more. And bad book cover mistake number six, lack of design. Sometimes I see books that come from the same self-publishing service and a high percentage of those books have the same layout and similar fonts on their cover, the same design and fonts on the cover. They may switch up the stock photo that's in the background and some of the colors, but it's otherwise clearly the same template. Now, lots of designers do start with templates, but friend, that's not good enough. You can't just stop at the template. Nothing wrong with them, but if you stop there, you end up with boring non-design on your cover. Do not fall into that trap and don't let any so-called designer drag you in there either. Now, dwelling on the negative, (laughs) it's quite exhausting. So let's switch it up and talk about great book design. Here are six examples of great book cover design. When you have a minute, check them out on Amazon or wherever you look at books online and see what you think. See if they inspire any ideas. See if they create any emotion in you. See if they make you feel one way or the other. Now, keep in mind that they may not appeal to you personally because we all have our own aesthetic, but take a step back and consider their effectiveness and appeal to their audience. Redefine Wealth for Yourself by Patrice Washington is a fantastic example of a well-done book cover that includes the author's photo on the front cover, and it's in perfect alignment with her brand. One of the things I like is that Patrice is just off-center on the cover, which makes you feel like she's the expert, but it's not all about her. She's here to help you. Take a look at Rachel Rogers' We Should All Be Millionaires. This cover puts the author smack dab in the center, which screams expert in a great way. The gold foil font speaks to the idea of wealth and riches, and the book is about earning more money and building wealth. If you're not so much into putting your face on the cover, not required at all, or that's not appropriate for the kind of book you're writing, you might consider an image that's not a photo, but more of an icon. That's the extent of my design vocabulary. So just forgive me if I'm using all the wrong words here. Just stay with me for a moment. If you look at Breath, a book by James Nestor, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll see it done with simplicity and creativity. The rich yellow cover has a strong black font broken up by a delicate, multicolored, abstract representation of a pair of lungs. I really love this cover. The book is called Breath, so the lungs make sense, and I have to believe the image was custom created for this book. But that is not out of reach for you if you're self-publishing. If you do some research, you can find a book cover designer or an artist who can do this kind of work for you to apply to your book cover design. You might want to start with a site like Upwork.com. It's a great place to start looking for professionals in this area. Many of the self-publishing services won't necessarily offer that level of customization for your book. The Big Short by Michael Singer has a dark front cover with an image of a fat roll of money caught on a fishing hook. It's a photograph. 
If someone described it to me, I would expect it to be so cheesy, but it's actually really polished. It's a perfect cover for a book about the 2008 financial crisis. I also have to give a shout out to Will Smith's new memoir. Haven't read it. Don't know that I will read it. I don't really read celebrity memoirs. (laughs) It's just not in my area of interest generally. But his cover is artistic and super simple. The colorful front cover, it's super colorful, has two elements, his first name and his face. And because he's Will Smith, he can pull that off. One word, Will. But we're not all recognizable celebrities, right? So for most of us, that's probably not the route to go, but it could inspire you in the direction you want to take. I also love the design of the cover for Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Now, it's not really my type of cover. It's not that the cover appeals to me specifically, but I do like the creativity that went into creating it. And the book certainly stands out. You might consider the spilled paint and glitter background a bit on the busy side, but it's not distracting from the title or the author's name, and it's definitely eye-catching. Lastly, sometimes the right typography is enough. Check out Thick and Other Essays by Tressie McMillan Cottom. That's an M at the end of that word. The designer brilliantly uses a white letter H to convey the meaning and feeling of the word thick. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's so well done. Definitely check that one out. Thick and other essays. And you'll notice that the, the rest of the text is all at the bottom so that thick stands out at the top. All these covers look great in real life. Lined up next to other books, they will all stand out. They also look great in thumbnail size. People are buying books from their phones now. And even on the computer, they show up as thumbnails in your searches. So you want to make sure your cover design looks great when people are holding your book in their hands, but also great when they're searching for it on screen. If they can't make out your title, remember, they will likely scroll right by your book. The moral of this episode is that it's really worth it to set aside some money and budget for a professional cover designer. But as an author, it's in your best interest to know what a good cover looks like and what mistakes you should stay away from so you can choose the right professional for the job. That's it for this week's episode, my friends. For more writing tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time. 